I still saw it though. I mean, I've been telling you guys to watch top five and Penguins of Madagascar for how long? Nobody's going to see those. So <laughs> I'm going to see top five. Okay. <laughs> we'll see. <laughs> I'm not racist. <laughs> <laughs> Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Spoiler Warning Podcast. This is review number 345 with our review of Project Almanac. I'm Christopher Schnazy. I'm Carson Patrick. And I'm Stephen Miller. And if you're joining us for the first time, the Spoiler Warning Podcast is a weekly film review program. Each week in the show, we're going to dive in, debate, discuss, and argue over the latest film releases coming to a theater near you. This uh, week, we are talking about a little time travel film, which used to be known as Welcome to Yesterday and is now known as Project Almanac. And, uh, yeah, how are you guys doing? Also previously known as Almanac. Just Almanac? Yes, that was the original, original title. Mm. I, I still am a fan of Welcome to Yesterday. That was, I thought that was, uh... Had a nice, had a nice ring to it, but I guarantee you they changed it to Project Almanac because they're like, you know what also was a hit that was found footage and had Project in it? Project, Project X. X. And, and, and this, <laughs> I mean, the film does feel Project X-y. Yeah, um, Project but... Almanac's. Yeah, yes. I think if, if the whole film were set at Lollapalooza, it would feel just like Project <laughs> X. <laughs> very, very, yeah, most very likely. True. Uh, but yeah, I mean, uh, Welcome to Yesterday is even a title that could have been used for Edge of Tomorrow, which got renamed yeah. to Live, Die, Repeat, or whatever the hell happened with that. Yeah, what the hell was up with that? Like, when I bought the Blu-ray, it's like, Live, Die, Repeat, Edge of Tomorrow. Really? Like, colon, Edge of Tomorrow. I was like... How many lame titles is this movie gonna have? Like uh, I mean, all you, all you need is kill is was yeah, yeah, the yeah. legit title. Yeah. It, it just, I don't know why why you change that. But. Yeah, and if you do change, at least stick with what you what you did. Like I guess right. they're like people don't get what Edge of Tomorrow is. It just sounds like maybe <laughs> the edge of the future. It doesn't communicate. They're like, well, what's it basically about? Oh, well, you live and then you die and then you repeat. Uh, I mean, oh, I will I, I will admit that I never once thought of Edge of Tomorrow and the fact that that means something about time. Like, the, the name yeah. is generic enough that I don't think it ever came up in my head. Like, oh, I wonder what Edge of Tomorrow means. Yeah, and it, it's really not, it's like, I mean, even if you were trying to make the argument that like, oh, well, you keep repeating this one day and you get just to the edge of actually making it in tomorrow, but it doesn't work and then you get sent back. Even if you're making that stretch, it's a really hard stretch to make, and without the context for the film already, like, you don't know anything. Yeah, it was just lame. Like, I don't know why they decided to merge the tagline with the title of the movie. I don't just know. Or maybe, poor, maybe poor somebody decisions. copy and paste it out of their, like, Excel spreadsheet wrong, and they just, the guys printed on the box really big, live, die, repeat, and then edge it tomorrow really small. I don't know. So do you think Edge of Tomorrow would have been better if it were a found footage? Oh, (laughs) hell no. (laughs) Tom Cruise holding a camera like, oh, so here I am. I think think I've seen this sergeant yell at me before. Let's take a look. (laughs) Well, it it would have been a lot easier for him to convince the people in his, like, little squad that he was repeating that day if he had some sort of footage of it instead of actually having to, like, repeat lines as they were about to say it. To go, no, no, you're, there's cards into there, and then he's going to come in and blah, 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 blah. I just don't know how you'd hold the camera through all that, all that fighting. I mean, well, your your, your you exoskeletons know. have like that little like appendage that hangs around up top. 
Um, yeah. You would just have a special camera. You know, future GoPros. That's it. Just like I'm, I'm just gonna say it right now. It would probably be. It would just make that movie a lot worse. Yeah, it would. I mean, I mean I'm, I'm, I'm like the, the one like lo- lone holdout on this podcast, but like found footage <laughs> is still cool to me. Um, so even I would say the Edge of Tomorrow would not be as good. I guess. I guess I just wish I would like to see the trailer of the Edge of Tomorrow cut for like the MTV generation, like Tom it Cruise. It would probably look like, like this movie. Like Emily Blunt is being all badass and he's like walking around talking and he's like, you know what I really need to think? I need to fall in love. I feel like there'd be a cool trailer there somewhere. He's like, you know what? You know what would be really cool right now? If we went to see Imagine Dragons. I'm waking up. Yeah. <laughs> Nothing more badass than that at Lollapalooza. I, 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 Just take a take a break from all the fighting. Like today, <laughs> we're doing something different. I'm, I'm assuming I'm also the only one that still likes that song, right? Yeah, probably. Uh, radioactive? Yeah. No, it's been played to death on the radio. It's been played to death, but it's like it's just it, I don't know. I like it. I'm gonna, I wish I'm gonna go. go with, I'm gonna go with what Josh Homme from the Queens of Stone Age said, where he's just like, I'm imagining dragons right now. <laughs> I'm doing that all the time. I don't, I don't get it, but it sounded funny. But well, no, he, I, I just, he was I, he was putting him down. But hearing that song just makes me want to beat a giant bass drum. <laughs> I just I, it just makes me think of you know um, Space Hannah trying to you know make out with her alien boyfriend or something. <laughs> just, you you lost me on that one. He's oh, talking okay. about that YA movie with the, the souls and the eye. Yeah, the host. Yeah, the host. Oh, they they okay. played that song in the tra- in every trailer. That's the other story by the uh, Stephanie Myers or whatever. S- yeah, Stephanie Myers like uh, post Twilight attempt that failed. All right, well, I think it's about time for us to hit rewind on this <laughs> banter and send us <laughs> back to the beginning of the episode and uh, do this review because uh, we're just gonna start jumping around all sorts of films. Oh, just Project everywhere. Almanacs. I don't know why I called it Almanacs. Anyways, you guys ready to get in this episode? Let's Groundhog Day this bitch. <laughs> Just let's edge of tomorrow this. <laughs> All right. So we are going to take a listen to the trailer for Project Almanac and then come back and give you guys a review. This is what you need to do. Go over there and pretend like you just don't care. David has no chance with her. Shut up. I'm still right here, Chris. Are you trying to communicate with me telepathically? <laughs> yeah, what is this? That's my seventh birthday. Whoa, did you see that? Hold on a sec. What? I just saw something weird. You guys, you gotta see this. Right there. Look in the mirror. Dude, that can't be. That's definitely me. We need to figure out what I'm doing on this tape. You hear that? It's in my dad's old workshop. It's like a clicking or something. <laughs> the hell is that? Here we go, Project Almanac. Temporal relocation prototype? What does that mean? It means time travel. We should try to build it. You guys are crazy. We can't build a time machine. Did you see the tape? Oh. I mean, I think we already did build it. All right, you guys ready for this? We did it. It's You're broke. You're getting bullied. So let's take this thing out for a spin. You're trying to communicate with me telepathically. Uh, How did you know I was going to say that? Do you think we can go to jail for cheating on the lottery? You guys only got five out of six numbers. You have to go back and do it again. I am not winning the lottery twice. It's still over a million dollars, guys. Hey, welcome to Maserati. Can I help you? You see, I was either going to buy one of these or 17 Toyota Corollas. I'm being bullied in high school. You idiot. I want to stand up for myself. You were just... I'm everywhere, bitch. I love time travel. (laughs) 
Before the world ends, I have to fall in love. That's me sleeping. What? 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 Oh my God! What's happening? What? What? Are you seeing this? Whatever we did had some crazy ripple effects. There was a plane crash, riots, disasters. None of this happened before. Things are spiraling out of control. You didn't care that all of your friends could be hurt? Jesse's missing and no one can find David, her. David, it's me. David, it's me. David, it's me. No. I'm going back to the beginning. It could kill you. That's the only way to stop all this from happening. No, shoot! So that was the trailer for Project Almanac. Basically, a bunch of uh, smart little children uh, find a uh, partially completed time machine in their father's basement. They put it together and, you know, they start mucking around with time, uh, as, you know, a child is wont to do. And, uh, you know, there may be some consequences for their from their time jumping. So, Carson, I can only assume that uh you did not like this film so i i did not so why don't you tell everybody why you didn't well i mean i it wasn't as bad as i was uh thought it was going in uh did wasn't like an earth to echo scenario but uh, <laughs> did, you, did you eventually see earth to echo yeah i did okay. and it was as terrible as yeah uh, i thought it was gonna be yeah, it was really bad yeah um but uh you know i mean i just uh the the previews for Project Almanac just made me think, uh, well, it just feels like Chronicle, but they supplanted the superhero elements with time travel. And uh, that's essentially what what I got. I mean, added on to the fact that this movie felt very, uh, I don't I don't know, I guess it's, it's very much uh, tailored for the... Uh, the 2015 generation uh it's very adhd and in your face and the whole thing is exhausting it feels like someone is just screaming in your face the whole time uh just like <laughs> i'm on red bull and burr, 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 burr. like it just it's very very are, are, you, are you saying that i had i have adhd I, no i'm just saying that the movie does because i feel like with the the found footage aesthetic coupled with you know this uh sort of bracing uh, you know, Michael Bay-esque uh, style. Uh, it's very... I mean, doesn't it seem like they moved faster than humans move? <laughs> it like, did. Like when they're walking around and throwing down their backpacks and shit. <laughs> it, it was all very, like, exhaustingly intense. It was just like everything was, like, dialed up, like, to 11, you know? Uh, well, that's uh, because it, their, their their little Xbox-powered time machine didn't have, uh, didn't have you know, 10 dude, through 1 or 0. It only had 11 they're all, and up. They're all on, like, Blueberry Red Bull playing Xbox and on the snaps with their yik yaks and watt pads <laughs> and hanging out at Lollapalooza. Now, now you, you were just making things up there for the second middle <laughs> section of that uh, listing off of things. Actually, I wasn't, but uh, kind of. I was pretending to be an old man, but... Uh, yeah, no, I I mean, it, it is like very exhausting. And I feel like it's how people describe most movies that Michael Bay directs uh, and produces. But uh, I feel like this just had like it was just so overflowing with um, volume that uh, it, it's it, it eventually became like 
tedious to watch. Um, but also it became tedious to watch, I think, because it just became boring and predictable. Because, you know, at some point, like with any time travel movie, you know, shit gets messed up and people got to go back and change stuff. And, you know, it's... I feel like Bruce Willis and Looper like couldn't have said it better when he was just like, we're not going to sit here and start making diagrams and shit and we're going to be here all day or whatever. Because uh, I, I feel like <laughs> I feel like you start. Quote, by the way. I, is, I don't want to talk about time travel because if we start talking about it, then we're going to be here all day talking about it, making diagrams with straws. Totally, totally verbatim. Um, <laughs> but like, I, I feel like you, you start getting in this time travel nonsense and, you know, you just again, you just go down a rabbit hole. But uh a worm uh, rabbit hole? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> You're just going to be like, well, I'm coming back, maybe. Um, but, uh, yeah, no, I mean, like, really, this movie doesn't do anything new to the found footage genre or to time travel movies. I mean, it's weird how, like, in this movie, there's a lot of forced references to, like, other time travel movies. It was just like, have you guys seen Looper? It's really good. It's like, yes, I have. I'd rather be watching that right now. Yeah, but, uh, okay, so just real fast. Is that force, or is that what a child who now has a time machine would would say? He would reference the newest, like widely known time travel I, film that came out it, in existence. Like if, it if feels movie... forced. It feels forced within the movie because they didn't really spend any other time talking about time travel movies. I think they mentioned like Terminator. Yeah, like but so. The, I, I think there was no. The only like, thing I didn't like about that is they didn't mention the butterfly effect because they were copying it too heavily. <laughs> yeah. Like that would be, they were even talking about the butterfly effect and they didn't call it that. They were no. like, it's like that effect when like you do something and it ripples out to a lot of other people. Oh, did you I, see I mean, Looper? Yeah, yeah. I mean, because like they had pop culture references, but it wasn't like a Tarantino movie or something where it was already like, it was already like permeating throughout the whole movie. And, you know and, what I mean? Like like a Juno or something. And, and also just, 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 just so I can defend this a little bit. In the scene where he says, have you seen Looper, is the scene where he draws on his own neck and what he's drawing appears on the back of his neck. And in recent time, the only film where consequences literally manifest themselves in real time as the events are happening in the past is Looper. Uh, Frequency, hello, he could have he could have referenced that. I don't know what frequency is. is that the guy the where, like, with his Dennis dad Quaid is on the radio. He communicates him through the desk of the radio in the future. Come on, guys. Yeah, and also the the glass house or whatever the the lake house <laughs> where he plants a tree and it grows in the future. <laughs> that they really hilarious. needed to have that more of a lake house vibe. I think it would be hilarious if they're just like, guys, have you seen the lake house? Okay. <laughs> Yo, they we communicate. Gotta, we, they communicate through the mailbox. Through different a lake times. House, this bitch. We gotta go somewhere only we know. The the, be, the best. <laughs> I'm sorry. I just caught that because I was laughing over. I'm sorry. Oh, it's me. But anyway, uh, that was really funny. Just let's all just. It's all very masturbatory right now. But anyway. Um, I don't even know. This movie has like everything felt forced in the terms of like the references. That's what I was trying to say because it just none of it felt. I don't know. They just the 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 actors of this movie didn't have the natural camaraderie as like the dudes in Chronicle. I mean, the the main guy in this movie from um, Chasing Mavericks, who also showed up in Taken Three a couple of weeks ago, he was good. Um, the other guys were just kind of like faceless. I felt the other people. His 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 like Asian friend who also knows about electronics wasn't you didn't like him? 
No, like, I, I don't know. Like, it, you know, no one really stood out. Like, it, it wasn't like watching Chronicle and going like, oh, like, Dane DeHaan is a, like a, he's a good actor. Like, this guy's going to go places. Yeah, but we, all had, B. we Jordan. all had man crushes on Dane DeHaan before that movie came out. So I guess. I mean, <laughs> you know, like, I, I guess we're just like, oh, it just looks like a young Leo. I don't know. Like, <laughs> I just hey, feel like these the, days I just... Leo's being cast as a young Leo. So. <laughs> But I feel like, I don't know, like, I, I don't want to compare it to Chronicle too much, but I just feel like that's, like, that is the closest movie that this movie, I feel like this movie riffs off of that movie a lot. I just, it felt like it, felt like it to me. And I, I felt like a lot of the, like, so they start, you know, they, they create these rules, like, we can only jump back together. And then, of course, you know, he goes off and starts jumping himself. And I thought that was kind of weird because it's like, you know, it's in the trailer where he like, he makes out with her at Lollapalooza. I'm just going to keep saying it because they said it a lot in the movie, which was really weird. Like, didn't you think that was weird how they like, they go to Lollapalooza and like, it clearly wasn't in the script. Like, they clearly were like, oh, we couldn't get the rights to Coachella. All right. What's the next best thing? Um, Unless and it was, MTV, you know, like sponsors Lollapalooza or something yeah I don't know it's just weird how they're like going up to like the schedule and they're like well we can't see Vampire Weekend because Imagine Dragons are playing and I really <laughs> want to see it beat the drum and it's like oh like, whatever have you never been a, a high schooler going to concerts like I, 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 I feel like I, I was a lame that, person I feel like all like, I used to go to concerts all the time and I've been to Warp Tour a bunch of times, and there was definitely looking at the list, deciding which bands you wanted to see, or being like, oh shit, this band that's my favorite band is playing at this tiny stage right when this other band is going to be on the main stage. What am I going to do? Like that I'm not, is. I'm not doubting that you don't go do that at a music festival. I'm just saying it just feels out of place in a movie that... About high schoolers going to concerts. I just, I don't know. It just didn't, it didn't feel natural at all. It felt like it was all, everything in the movie felt pre-programmed as to like how they think kids act i don't know it just it, it didn't none of it felt natural to me it all felt mechanical and then it was really weird how he goes back in time you know to i'm getting ready to dump out on you in the edit so just careful okay well anyway he basically uses time travel to go back and be a douchebag because he doesn't you know <laughs> be all like cool guy when he's talking to the the girl that he likes i thought that was weird it was basically like I, i'm pretty sure that carson was born after he was in high school like he has never existed as a male in high school <laughs> i mean who didn't likes you think a popular it was weird? girl in school yeah but didn't you think it was weird that like he went back and acted like a douche the second time around i thought that was kind of weird i i feel like carson has never like anyway, interacted with the female <laughs> species i have and you the way that he acted the first time around was a lot nicer than the second time around. Like, just I just saying. think it's weird that he used a dagger to go back in time. Like I've Releasing the sand turns back time. Only the holder of the dagger is aware of what's happened. <laughs> they could have at least mentioned the reference. Anyway, I thought the movie was, you know, at least the movie wasn't uh, afflicted or whatever, which I only bring that up because it was in inexplicably liked by... Mr. Schnazy yeah, and other weird. people. Another online. found footage film that I like that Carson doesn't like. Hmm. Yeah, hmm. and I only bring it up because we didn't do a worst of on the best of list, but uh, dude, that, that was clearly not, that the, is worst not the worst movie thing last that came year. out that year, dude. It was. It was totally the worst oh, movie. Oh my god. That was the worst piece of shit I've seen in a long time. All right, Steven, you have to watch Afflicted. 
And it was okay. and it was even worse because like Chris told me he texted me beforehand. He's like, if you don't like this movie, I'll be shocked. And I was like, all right, well that's that's a pretty big endorsement. And then when I, when I was watching this movie, I was like, does this motherfucker know me? Like I like this is terrible. <laughs> like I don't know. Well, so anyway, we'll, like, we'll, it, we'll it wasn't Steven, afflicted bad. We'll, we'll we'll let Steven watch Afflicted. And then hey, I remember trying to get both of you guys to do a review it, and both of you guys were like, f that movie. <laughs> I was going to see it, but then I didn't watch it. So I'm sorry, but I, I watched I'll, I'll it. I'll do it. I'll do it. I right after it. I watch Black and White, then I'll yeah. the Black or White. <laughs> you probably, Carson probably didn't see it because he was too busy watching Chipwrecked or something. <laughs> <laughs> no, remember I told you I watched another horror movie instead. And then I was like, yeah, whatever. I still saw it though. I mean, I've been telling you guys to watch Top 5 and Penguins of Madagascar for how long? Nobody's going to see those. So <laughs> I'm going to see Top 5. Okay. We'll see. <laughs> I'm not racist. <laughs> that was the best response ever. No, I'm going to see it. What are you talking about? I totally saw top five. Shoot. You want to fight about it? Come on. I like Selma. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, you, you got more stuff to rant about, Carson? No, or? I'm done. I'm, I'm, the old man is done. So but before, but just real fast before we get to Steven, I th- this is how I thought this episode was going to go. I figured for sure, as Carson did, he would complain about this not bringing anything to the table. And oh, I did, how, yeah. How it's just borrowing from any other movie and it doesn't do anything original and blah, 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 blah. True. Now, now I'm almost 100% certain that uh, Stephen is going to start talking about how terrible the science talk of this film is. <laughs> and how <laughs> obnoxious it is. When, like, these kids could just say, like, oh, we need a bigger battery. But instead they have to call out some type of battery. And instead of saying things like... Priuses are pretty much 90% battery. We can probably use the batteries in this Prius. They have to make all these stupid allusions to different things. Nickel um, carbonate. Wait, can <laughs> wait, let's let's ask Steven right now. Can you use a Prius car battery to time travel? <laughs> I, I've never done it. <laughs> are you telling me you built a time machine out of a Prius? <laughs> <laughs> I'm pretty sure you need a DeLorean battery to do it. <laughs> okay. <laughs> flux capacitor. Okay. As long as there's space in a Prius, which there probably isn't for a flux capacitor because there's too many batteries in it, you can probably totally do it um yeah but uh no like i i think the worst offense uh is that scene where like his buddy is like see my bouncing ball animation oh it's i great. was gonna talk about that <laughs> yeah I th- as soon as that happened i was like dear god steven's probably rolling in his seat did you, the, the exact words were see yeah but the ui is lagging and then the guy says oh try putting your l2 cache in ad hoc mode <laughs> <laughs> sure i do that all the time <laughs> it probably would have worked if you would have made a GUI and Visual Basic. Yeah, <laughs> GUI yeah, interface would have worked. That's for like sure. worse than Visual Basic. It doesn't make any sense. <laughs> well, they, uh, they really needed the Big Hero Six team to help them out because they know what they're doing. Yeah, right. I mean, that, that was that was scientifically sound. Well, what's weird is they have to know. Like, so many nerds work on a movie like this. It's like they willingly think. leave lines like that in for no apparent reason. <laughs> Well, it's like it's like it's like a a person writing a script about teenage life. It's like you were a teenager at one point. Why is this so shitty? I I, I will say this to to the film's credit, and Carson, you have to appreciate it. There wasn't a scene where somebody said, "Explain it to me in plain English." And That's then, true. I'll <laughs> give him that. Speak I will English, give him Doc. That. Hey, Doc Brown, why don't you tell it to me in non-Chinese? <laughs> you know, or something like that. I, I will give him that. But they're yeah. Because they, they, they communicated at least, it, it was very, like, algorithm-y, but it, at least they, like, they knew what they were talking about. 
And some guy, yeah, didn't turn to the camera and be like, for those of the uninitiated, you know. <laughs> yeah, well, here I, it I, is I in English. I feel like they knew what they were talking about. It felt like they were... Like, yeah, well, like I think the, the pretend sister, explaining to themselves. The sister had a couple lines where she's like, uh, English, please. Yeah, they had some good, like, mansplaining going on in this movie. <laughs> yeah. I th- but I think, yeah, no one, like, fully turned to the camera and was like, let me tell you this, point blank. All right, anyway, Stephen, why don't you uh, ridicule this movie like Carson did? Yeah, so apparently you don't have a time machine because if you had gone back from the future and that's how you predicted my review, then you would be only kind of correct. Uh oh. Um, so, okay, so as you predicted, like, the, the science definitely made me groan. Like, when this movie started, before I even went to the movie, like, I watched the trailer again uh, right before heading to the theater, and I was like, oh, Jesus, I can't believe, <laughs> I can't believe I'm about to see this. I was, like, watching Mad Men at home, like, having a great time. Having like, some okay. wine, like a good San Franciscan. Need to pause for three hours. I could be cracking up at black or white, seeing Kevin Cosner <laughs> call someone the N-word. Like, I could be doing a lot of things. <laughs> and instead, I'm going to watch this movie that is, like, it's so good-natured that it's not going to be fun to hate. Like, it's just going to be, like, oh. That, that, that was my prediction. <laughs> and, and for the first 20 minutes or so, I was totally hating this movie. I mean, like, I, I don't text in the theater. I'm a very, like, good moviegoer normally you're, but when you're that a LT regular cash person. quote came on i immediately opened up my phone and texted my girlfriend like <laughs> you have to hear this line that just happened in a movie <laughs> oh no and i mean there were, so it started the found footage thing like really got on my nerves at the beginning like the camera is moving so quickly and they're always excusing it even though it's clear like plot wise you have to ditch this like plot wise it does not make sense the way the camera is always focusing on the right thing and like, well, the sister's fine. just a good cinematographer. Yeah, <laughs> she's so like, legit. She's a Roger Deakins for sure. Like uh, things like The Office or Parks and Rec or something got smart in that. Like after a few episodes, they're like, okay, we're gonna ditch the whole idea of why the camera is here. Like, yeah, because it's gonna be too exhausting if we really try to play this up forever. Like, there are things we want to do in this world that we can't do if we're stuck having like a human being hold the camera all the time. But I mean, I not to interrupt, but like. Most found footage movies still do that. Even the best ones, eventually, like, the novelty of it wears thin because you're like, wouldn't they have turned off the camera by now? Yeah, and and so I'm fine with that novelty, except they keep, especially in the first 20 minutes, they keep referencing the camera and, like, yo, take it. No, record it. No, look over here. No, check it out. Set it down. Like, you know, yeah, there they're was trying the dumb, very hard. There was the dumb line where, like, they had been recording everything and then the the new girl is like... Oh, also, we should record everything. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Like, that's what we're doing. And the hot, like, the hot okay. girl's like, oh, you, do you guys record everything? <laughs> yeah, like, whoa. Anyway, so, like, so that started to really get on my nerves in the first 20 minutes. And it was very exhausting, the way Carson said. Like, people are running around. They have this whole, like, nerd jock archetype where, like, the guy's a nerd because he has glasses and talks about science. But he's clearly not really a nerd. Like, he's clearly a, you know... A cool dude who's very comfortable in his own skin, except for like when one or two moments. Chick in the school. Yeah, one or two moments <laughs> with a hot chick. But any other time, he's very clearly like, you know, poof, throw my backpack down, dive across the room, boom, yeah, check out this quadcopter, controlling it with my fingers. Oh shit, you know. Like, <laughs> <laughs> while while like some like heavy okay, hip hop so, song plays. So uh, just in the quad, like the way the quadcopter scene resolves outside. That made me laugh because, like, that is something that would exactly happen to somebody doing a demo like this. Mm-hmm. Um, and I thought that was great. So That was, yeah, that was don't, humorous. Don't knock, don't knock the quadcopter stuff too much. 
I would say I would knock more the scene where they're they're hooking up the Prius to the time machine while a party is going on next door. Oh, mm-hmm. like everyone's in the street while like rap music's playing super loud, like hip hop, like boom bass, and like everything is just so loud and people are running and screaming and as my ears are bleeding. Also, so if, you, I, if you've ever had to jump a car, you never have fifty jumper cables. There can be a party and you can yell find every jumper cable you can find but you're not going to find <laughs> yeah, enough to run a trail of of things <laughs> from a Prius parked in the driveway into the basement of your house and they're also sort of assholes because they knew they could blow up her car and they're just like yeah, yeah. you know whatever but, but steven we're talking about time travel here if yeah, they dude, do blow up know. the car they can just go back to before the car blew up i mean come on totally dude so so anyway for the first like 20 minutes i was pretty like hating on this movie and it i don't know there it, it was very dumb and it remained very dumb, but there was some kind of like joy and enthusiasm to it that made me like it, it chipped away at me a little bit throughout the movie. Like, like I started being super cynical about everything. I mean, the MTV romance and the way they would talk and the there's so many dumb lines of dialogue, like like when they're viewing the tape of him in the past and his sister's like, it must be a glitch in the camera. Like, shut up. (laughs) Shut up. Nobody said that. I know you're you're like ad-libbing right now and it's really bad. (laughs) That human glitch that puts, you know, humans in the old footage. And then like they they keep having this shock, like even after they know time travel exists, then it's still like, oh, but that keychain, no way. No way. <laughs> like, dude, you just proved that time travel exists. Why do you care about this keychain now? No, but it, it's... It, so, oh, God. So... <laughs> <laughs> the keychain... So you know that it it's all totem, works, okay. but, like, it's like, oh, so this is why this is why my shirt's staying. This is why this... So, like, every time there's a new piece, like, there's always going to be bits of information that you don't currently have. So, once that's revealed to you, it it is interesting whether or not it's like oh my god it, it is real it's more like it's like oh shit this is the, like this was going like this art- oh, but the thing is it isn't uh, they have this phase of denial first every time like no way no that can't yeah, be it i feel no. like and i feel like those moments those oh shit moments like how it happens like would have been a lot more effective had the movie like taken a beat and actually like allowed things to breathe because i feel like if it if this movie was done normally and not in the found footage style i think it would have been a lot better but you know but that's then, just... anyway so and I'll, I'll throw out my last like criticism like the obvious criticism is that a lot of the stuff is unbelievable like the whole idea of how you're getting into mit nothing like the real admissions process blah 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 i'm an asshole uh, like whatever <laughs> um, <laughs> With, the, with that said, like the, the way you MIT. get into MIT, the way you get into MIT, damn it, is you solve a math equation on a board when you're the janitor. Uh, Coming from someone apples? who got into their grad student program, I can tell you, you don't submit a video. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's so how right? The real way you do it is you you break in to to MIT and you just add yourself to, to the. Well, no, uh, you need to learn how to count cards. Well, you know, you, you got to steal the the, uh, the SAT scores, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, with, with that said, like a lot of this movie, I couldn't relate to. Of course, like I was seeing the teenage, the teenage stuff going on, like going to Lollapalooza. You know, they they have all these big things. It's in the trailer, like winning the lottery and stuff like that. And then Lollapalooza is the trump card. Like this is the amazing scene that they spend fifteen or twenty minutes on. <laughs> um, you know, like I groaned at that, but I also could, I could see the target demographic really vibing off that. Like. 
I don't recall feeling that way when I was a little younger, but unlike Carson, I kind of do believe that that's real to the things that like a high schooler would care about. I mean, the I things, guess now for sure, you the, know, the when you're just like, would, I just want, I just want to like on my Instagram guys, yeah. the things that they would remember. And in general, like the whole film for all the exhaustingness of the fast pace, it also made it be a lot of, I thought surprisingly fun. Like while I was sitting there, like, when I turned off the part of my brain that was counting all the stupid stuff and just kind of enjoying the ride, it it felt like a fun thing. And part of that was those like pop culture references that Carson was kind of shitting on. Like they mentioned Looper, they're watching Bill and Ted. He has the Groundhog Day quote. Like they have lots of stuff that's making it very clear. Like they're they're fully aware that this is a silly thing that's borrowing from better movies. And I know that's kind of a defense mechanism that makes you like invincible to criticism if you're acknowledging what you're bad at, but that kind of made it charming for me. Like once I got into this mode where it's like, this is people having a good time. They're making this for high schoolers, mostly hanging out, going back in time, having this fantasy of what would you do if you could change the world. And then like the quick pace wasn't exhausting anymore. It more just made it be like a, I don't know, a fun, a fun hour or so in the middle of the movie for me where everything is happening. It's such a frantic pace. And even if I'm laughing at it, I'm not hating it anymore. And I actually thought like the mechanics of it were surprisingly fun. Like they have this notion of feedback. They have the way the time travel works is a little confusing. And by the end, he's like trying to draw it on a diagram and giving up because it doesn't make sense anymore. Um, (laughs) We should have drawn it on a, on a glass window. Like, I, I thought that was fun. I, I liked that they didn't... I didn't think they tried to over-explain it, just like Bruce Willis and Looper is warning against. I thought they they showed exactly enough to have fun with it, and then they let these big, kind of stupid things happen. But it was still... I, I couldn't bring myself to hate it. Like, everyone seemed way too good-natured, and the whole movie was a little bit too fun for me to really have a problem with it. I By the end, like, when the MTV romance is back front and center, and that's, like, the serious thing... As if, like, you know, you want a girl to love you, and clearly there's only one way you can do that. There's no way in the future you can have a conversation that will make her like you. Uh, like, that that whole kind of false dichotomy and the importance of all of this, like, that fell really flat. That felt like a dumb, you know, high school romance show. But for the most part, I I don't know. I I had fun. Even if I could see all the characters, it's just like a poor man's version of the real characters, like lead guy is like poor man's dave franco quinn is poor man's miles teller with his cool story <laughs> bro shirt and everything <laughs> like whatever it was i didn't hate it it, it was it was okay <laughs> i didn't hate it it was okay i uh, rod tomatoes so blurb all, all i can i was very confused about it because i hated it at the beginning and then through the middle something happened where i was having fun and then when I walked out, I kind of hated parts of it again, but I couldn't deny like the fun time I had. You know what was weird is that I had the opposite. Like I kind of was on board with it in the beginning when they were discovering the elements of the time travel machine and trying to like make it happen. But then mm-hmm. like once it went on, it got it got boring to me. Like I will say the scenes of them creating the machine as much as the science was hokey, like I thought that was kind of infectiously fun. Like there, there was some excitement and energy to that that made me be like, oh yeah, this is, yeah, th- this is fun. This is, you know, this has some kind of thrill of inventing to it, even if the whole thing is hokey. It, 
it felt like its heart was in the right place. Yeah, I also love that the device they're making is like the world's shittiest looking device ever. Like it looks like a a bunch of p- trash from it's like remember in in Super 8 when like all the trash from the entire city is like slamming into one giant thing and becoming a device. Um, yeah, it's basically like that where they're just like slamming things together and then they're like, look, we got this thing. And it's like, what? That looks like nothing. That looks like something that a child would build from pieces of the remotes he broke in his house. <laughs> Yeah, mm-hmm. it was very like homemade. Yeah, I thought that, I thought that was awesome. Yeah, I mean there is a no matter how no matter how annoyed by it that you are. I mean there's still an infectious quality to the idea of building a time travel machine yourself. Mm-hmm. I think like that's just inherently interesting because time travel is inherently interesting, and like that's why there are so many movies about it. Um. But yeah, I still stand by that like if it had just taken taken a couple more moments beats to to breathe and not just be so in your face, I think it would have been a lot a lot better movie. And obviously, if it hadn't been found footage. And and I can totally agree with that. Like I I feel like a regular movie with this enthusiasm and style would have been a lot more fun than you yeah. Know, like I said, the camera thing got it pretty exhausting to me pretty quickly. And I was able to step away from that and have fun with the ride but still every time i was reminded that someone is trying to make an excuse for why the camera is moving around it was just like come on guys <laughs> why why are you wasting your time uh, chris so good take it away good times so uh i mean th- 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 there's one central premise to this film basically or i guess it's a two-part central premise i don't know but uh basically th- you know you might say that i am uh uh, predisposed to like this film or maybe even predestined am i right guys oh, damn predestination Shit. is another film that carson hated that i liked um yeah but, but I, I like predestination a lot more than than this movie because at least predestination was funny <laughs> so you liked it because you think it was worse it was <laughs> well, it was a worse <laughs> anyways anyways um, worse in a different way i guess i i I mean i i enjoy found footage stuff i really love me some time travel stories um and uh yeah i mean there i've been waiting this film for like two freaking years since like that first trailer came out (laughs) and uh i was like oh hell yeah like i think i think carson might have sent me the first trailer either i I remember because i the trailer was in front of like anchorman 2 and it was back when it was called welcome to yesterday yeah which i didn't see anchorman 2 so uh, yeah i think he sent me a link to the trailer i was like I am going to see the shit out of this yeah, movie. Yeah, I was like, holy shit, this is right up Chris's alley. <laughs> and uh, I was waiting for it to come out. And then uh, one day Carson texts me again and goes like, oh, yeah, by the way, they pushed it back to like next February. I'm like, what? <laughs> next February? And then, uh, you know, the end of the year was coming up. I was like, hell yeah. Welcome to yesterday. It's almost here. We're going to see this movie. And then he's like, oh, yeah, by the way, it's uh, been pushed back to like November or December or something like that. I'm like, what? This is a bunch of crap. And then he's like, oh, yeah, it's been pushed back again to January 30th. I'm like, this is a bunch of fucking crap. <laughs> um, really just torturing Chris. Yeah. And he's like, oh, and by the way, it's not called Welcome to Yesterday anymore. It's called, it's called Project Almanac. Yeah, Project yeah. Almanac. And I was like, whatever. I don't care what they call it. As long as I can actually see this damn movie. And I saw it. And uh, I, I, I kind of love this movie. Um, it's, I mean, yes. There, I mean, some of the, some of the flaws are definitely there. Um, the the science talk is is annoying as hell. Um, I mean, I don't even know as much stuff as Steven knows, but I can tell, I can smell bullshit on the screen when characters are trying to sound smart. And you know, uh, people have talked about this being like this is like 
uh, a mix-up of um, Primer and Chronicle. And and I get the reason they're trying to like say it's from those, because it's basically a bunch of people working on stuff that are theoretically smarter than the people who are watching the film, and then um, them trying to use these powers they got. Like, those are the two two of the things from, like, Primer and Chronicle. Um, but in in uh, Primer, like, I've watched that film a million times, and I still don't know what they were originally trying to build in the garage at the beginning of the film. Um, like, I'm pretty sure they accidentally stumble on two time travel, because I don't think they were trying to build a time machine. Um but in, in this film, it doesn't feel like people smarter than me having conversations that I don't understand. It feels like kids trying to sound the smartest they possibly can and not knowing a single word they're actually saying. Um, so that, that, that kind of stuff did annoy me. But it was easy for me to just throw that out because I didn't really care about that. I wasn't watching this film to try to understand how time travel uh, works. I was watching it to understand what these kids do once they're given the power of time travel. And... You know, like, you know, Carson's complaints about it not bringing anything to the table and how, like, it feels like it's just stealing from a bunch of other time travel stuff. Like, if this was a film about adults trying to be profound about using time travel, I I would buy into that complaint more. But the thing is, when you give children power... Like, so, so imagine kids playing around, right? They're trying to think of superhero powers that they want, right? They don't go, like, if they, if they want to be Wolverine, they go, oh, I'm Wolverine. They don't go, I want to be a guy who has the power to heal and whose skeleton has been replaced with animantium and then has these claws that retract out of my hands. Like, they wouldn't say that. They would pick something that they've watched that they liked and they'd want to recreate that in themselves. So, like, when they're talking about, like, Looper and talking about uh, watching, you know, Bill and Ted and, like, doing things like that. And w- when they're off stealing from other properties, that feels authentic to me. Because, like, when, when you're like, okay, you have a time machine, what would you do? The first thing that you're going to do is everything you've seen other people do with a time machine, that's cool. Um, so, like, when they're like, we're going to Groundhog's Day this bitch. Like, that's, that yes, that that's exactly how you'd reference it. Like you would try to do something over and over and over until you get it right. Like that that's that that totally works for me. Um, you know the the complaints about you know Lollapalooza or whatever. Like I I remember being young and going to an event that looking back on it now doesn't like nothing happened at the event that uh, that means anything or really is important in the grand scheme of my life now. But at the time, you totally have that cliche moment where you're like, today was the best day of my life. Like going out and just doing something fun or crazy or like, so the first time I ever went to a large music festival when I was younger, it was like amazing. Like the first concert I went to was amazing. Now imagine going to it 15 times in a row, literally seeing everything and having all those best moments happen over and over and over repeatedly from all the things that you would like you're all there you're always like trading one thing for another but with time travel you don't have to trade anything you get to you know you have your cake and eat it too so like the fact that there's a big chunk of time spent like that doesn't feel weird to me um because that feels authentic especially with these young high school kids like that's what they would do with these powers um or the power of time travel um, even the, uh, you know, Steven, you were talking about when it becomes like the MTV romance stuff towards the end of the film, like I ate that crap up too, because like, that's, I feel like when you're young and there's a chick that you've liked through all of high school that you've like never really talked to, you would do stupid shit <laughs> in attempts to get her. And if you 
even made a passable attempt at her and then something went wrong, you could probably do stupid things to try to correct that. Um, uh, I don't know. I, I, I think that with the exception of the actual science talk, I've, I loved all the characters. Um, I mean, the, you know, the women get the shaft in this hardcore. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you're setting up, a, uh, if you're setting up a film where the whole point is you just have these incredibly smart characters and you're just like, all these students are, they're all going to get an MIT or whatever. You, you might as well just make the girls scientists too. You don't have to like. Instead of the girls, the dumb sister and the hot chick. <laughs> yeah. 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 The dumb sister. Like there's even, there, there's a scene in the film and this isn't, this doesn't have any real effect on anything. So it's not, you shouldn't consider it a spoiler, but uh, basically there's a scene where it's just our main character and the hot chick that he's, he's into and he's trying to solve some problem with the, with the machine. Um, and the girl says to him, like, oh, you ever think that, like, maybe I have the answer? And it, it's supposed, like, she's basing that simply on the fact that there's a keychain that is important. And they don't, like, she's not, if they just made her a smart character, like, it would have been pretty funny if, like, the two smart computery guys spent, like, the entire movie thinking they're, like, complete geniuses and there's a problem they couldn't solve. And it turns out the girl is also really good at maths and science and computers and, like, solves the problem for them. Like, they totally could have done that, flipped everything on its head, and then, like, the dude would have been, like, super nerd boner and, like, even more excited about her or whatever. You know, like, they could have done plenty Mm -hmm. of things, but instead you get dumb sister who is is the HUD character who just sits behind the camera and doesn't do anything. And then the hot chick who's just, like, his sex object and causes problems. And and the the hot chick doesn't get depth in the way that like a normally a movie would try to make it happen where she's supposed to be like just the hot chick and then when you get to know her you realize there's more to her than that and this kind of didn't waste its time doing that this was just like <laughs> she's hot and she likes you yeah <laughs> she's like are you imagining me naked like all right because you should <laughs> that was it but yeah so like character development so 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 basically the things that I think are dumb in the film are are those two things the science talk and the the shaft that the women characters get but I think besides that like I, I found this film incredibly fun I thought oh yeah there's there's one more really dumb scene um not the chalkboard drawing scene that uh, Steven was talking about where our lead character is trying to actually piece together how he can change the timeline if he needs to but there's a scene where his his friend is trying to explain the ripple effect <laughs> and he just draws a series of bigger and bigger rings like, oh, yeah. like there there's i mean there's nothing that's not even that's not even a chart that's just like well there's one ripple and there's another ripple and then there's another ripple like seems to me if you're talking about the ripple effect you could maybe at a point in any single ring start a new circle emerging from that point and you could argue that there's like changes that can happen at all the vertices of where those two ripple circles now intersect. Like they're, they're, you could do anything to make that chart more interesting than basically draw a series of rings on a chalkboard <laughs> that don't actually demonstrate anything. Guys, have you read A Sound of Thunder? You don't go off the main path. <laughs> um, but anyways, uh, yeah, I, I uh, there, there's one thing spoilery that we could possibly talk to about the end and how this film resolves itself and uh something I- interesting that they did and in interesting i mean the thing that's interesting is if you think about ramifications of how this film ends but uh yeah anyways we could it's up to you guys whether it's worth talking about that but i don't know i i am i like the 
the only one who could see past those problems. Like no, like really nobody bought into the to the 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 character of the the youth of these people. Like you guys thought it was all just cliche and not. No, I mean I think I think that's what I was getting at is. Like, objectively, there were lots of things about this movie that bothered me, but the vibrancy of it and, like, the the teenagers that I don't quite relate to anymore, like, I did find that infectious, and I think that's the only word I can use. Like, it was good-natured enough, and it seemed to be appealing to a particular, like, sensibility that isn't mine, Yeah. but it, it made me not able to hate it. I, I wouldn't say it made me love it either, but it made me be like, okay, I can... I can see why I would have liked this when I were maybe in junior high, maybe by high school I was a little I knew I knew too much to let the science like not destroy me. <laughs> but <laughs> but like I, I can see it and I feel like that's why I don't want to be like the crotchety old man who goes like, Oh, this didn't make any sense, this was stupid. Like it it wasn't meant for me. And I guess maybe it was meant for you. I could I couldn't step out of myself enough to <laughs> to really enjoy it, but I could I could appreciate what it was doing and the lightness with which it did it. Yeah, I I think that like the film itself is its own time travel device for me because it like I could totally bring myself back to being that young and 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 be like no like I could totally see myself making this same stupid decision. It wasn't like a normal film where you're like nobody would make be that dumb. Like and, there there are times when things happen where you just think that this is like the most important thing. This mistake is the most important mistake that you've ever made in your life, and it changed everything. And, like, how can I deal with, like, how can I just, I have the ability to change that possibly. Like, why would I not take that chance? Yeah, the the only part of that that really bugged me is that I feel like Lollapalooza did seem like just an ad for Lollapalooza. <laughs> like, the, the sheer amount of time they spent on it. But I'll also admit, with some cuts of that sequence, when they were doing dumb stuff and you saw them smiling, I was like... I could imagine being there. Like I could, I could remember what that felt like when, when those concerts or whatever felt like big moments. So it, it's this dual thing where I can, I can see it being kind of a dumb advertisement, and then I can also see why the advertising works, and the reason it works is like it does appeal to this kind of nostalgic, like building great memories together thing. Yeah, I yeah. do want to I mean, rant for a second though that. 1.8 million divided by six people does not get you like Lamborghinis and giant food trucks. <laughs> I, I thought that was insane how much money they thought that was after tax. Well, it is is the was the 1.8 million their take home after taxes? No, that was before tax. That was before taxes. All right, because I thought their whole point was like we're just going to take it all like with the tax. Yeah, and removed. then go back and do it again and and get the full like 53 million or whatever. Yeah, but I don't think they do that. Uh, as no, far I mean as they I don't. They don't show them doing that. But I, I guess maybe it was implied. I don't know. Yeah, because the, the only person we ever really see uh, using the money is the 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 not brainy kid. Yeah, is the Quinn, the friend who's yeah. just like, ah, it was either gonna be this or seventeen Toyota Corollas. <laughs> <laughs> And he like you know he brings all the like food trucks to the school and stuff. There there was one thing. So the one thing that really annoyed me is uh, so they're they're trying to build this time machine, right? And before they build it, they don't know that it's technically going to work yet. They just know they're trying to build it. And uh, at the time, minor spoilers: uh, money is an issue for that family, right? Um, mm-hmm. And uh, they spent they go to the hardware store or the sciency tech store. 
and they're buying like 900 batteries and all these like cables <laughs> and bull crap. And it's well, like, you just put it on the credit card. Dude. Yeah. I'm like, where I don't like, you haven't come up with the plan to win the lottery yet. Like, are you, are you making a list of how much money you owe or what's going on? Like, I don't, I don't know. Something was also nah, minor detail. Uh, that MIT does give a full scholarship to people who can't afford it. So should have oh, picked a snap. different school. Project Almanac. <laughs> oh, snap. So, Maybe people who uh, put their put put their iPhones in the airplane mode get a full ride scholarship. Yeah, for everyone else. Everyone this else movie did. I, I will say I, I almost forgot about this line. They had a great moment where they discuss what they're going to do with the time machine, and they talked about killing Hitler. Yeah. And I la- I laughed a good amount at that dumb joke. <laughs> Why is it so? He's dumb? like, yeah, man, that's time travel one hundred and one. Yeah, but Gotta I don't speak German. <laughs> yeah, it's like, um, and you know, and he said something like. Um, the, the sister said like, oh, well, you have an app that allows us to, for other languages or something. He's like, they don't have Wi-Fi in 1939, bro. <laughs> yeah. So well, that cleared true. that up real it's fast. It's true. The translate, Google translation <laughs> app wouldn't do anything if you didn't have an internet connection. I think you can true, true. take it offline, but well, you, you, <laughs> whatever. You'd have, to, you'd have to know all the phrases that you wanted to, because it, doesn't it ping every, like, isn't it like Siri where like every time you try to translate something, it's like pinging a server and figuring it out? Probably, dude. I, if, he, com- if he had a GUI to putting interface, your L2 he could do cache it. in ad hoc mode to make yeah, your UI work. Yeah, just use Complain dude. about this. <laughs> and doesn't that clear it up? I mean, come on. Uh, I think I was gonna say though. I think that that I agree with Stephen about how just like the the movie does tap into like the the emotions of being a teenager or whatever. But I feel like again that didn't come through for me. Like, I, I didn't really connect with it fully because, like, again, the movie didn't, like, have time to breathe. It was all just go, go, go. Like, I feel like n- no moments really were there to, you know, land and be effective. It was just like, you know, everything had to be caffeine-addled. So, <laughs> anyway. I also thought I thought the whole dad subplot was unnecessary given how little they did with it. But whatever yeah well they they, they all saw uh <laughs> i can't even make the joke that they saw a big hero six and needed like an older figure who's also good at science to to put in the fact that the kid can be a child prodigy but that wouldn't make sense since this movie was being made like <laughs> like i feel like years it, before <laughs> big hero it, six. well if this movie came out next year they would have been like oh have you seen big hero six <laughs> like by by the end it tried to tap into a sort of about time feeling almost like a father sonhood and it but it just didn't do enough with it. it. I thought it was distracting. Like they could have cut the meat off of that and maybe gave a little more time to let let the movie breathe instead of adding another dramatic subplot that doesn't pay off. Well, I I think uh, I I, I kind of liked it because the so in in present day in the film the father's not around for whatever reason that is, and the since that's a big thing about our main characters uh, uh, bringing like who he is now, the, the, the thing you would want to do if you had time travel would be maybe go back in time and fix that or spend more time with them. Or there's something that you would want to do. And because of what's happening in the film, that might not be an option. And I think that I don't think they spent too much time, going back and doing stuff with that i think that they they acknowledge that it was there but they acknowledge an understanding on the main character's part that 
the mission he's on, so to speak, is more important than what he could do if he didn't care about the consequences of his actions. So I think there's something good there that they did that may have felt like it was tacked on, but if it if it was never mentioned again, like you'd be like, well, wouldn't he try to go back and do this? Like, yeah, I just feel like they didn't they didn't play up the conflict enough. Like I can in hindsight, I could think, okay, I guess that was a hard decision, but they never make it seem like a hard decision. It was like they didn't have time for it. Yeah. Um, but I mean, it, this this is a minor point. We don't need to get into spoilers for it. All right. Well, should we get to our verdicts then? All righty. Sure. All right, Carson, why don't you start us off? If you're going to give this a must-see, recommend with a caveat, wait for rental, pass with a caveat, or a must-avoid, what would you give it? Uh, I'm going to give it a pass. I think that uh, all that's been said about it has been said. But I, <laughs> I will, I will point out, you know what I think is funny, though, is that Paramount seems to be in the time travel business this year because they have this movie, SpongeBob 2 has time travel elements in it, Hot Tub Time Machine 2, Terminator, and the new paranormal activity is involved, the ghost dimension. So there's like time travel-y, dimension-y shit there. I I feel like when the trailer for Mission Impossible 5 comes out, Tom Cruise is going to be like, we got to go back in time and kill Hitler. That's (laughs) the next mission. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, I thought that was was funny. And, come on, they released Interstellar, and... uh, I feel like there was another another one that I'm forgetting. Probably. Uh, whatever. Whatever. That's uh that's all I got. <laughs> all right, Steven. Yeah, I've I've been kind of unsure what I want to do with this movie because it was like in a weird way, it's similar to how I felt about American Sniper, <laughs> where there was like <laughs> some good shoved up against some really, really bad. Um <laughs> whoa, whoa. Be careful. You don't want to get banned from a steakhouse here. Oh yeah, no, I'm if, if you're a steakhouse Please let me let me in. I, <laughs> if I'm ever traveling through Texas, I want to be able to eat your ten dollar steak. <laughs> um, you know I, I don't want to go like to Sizzler across the street. Seventy two ounce like steak that you get for free if you eat it. Oh, like in the great outdoors. Sure. I don't <laughs> Is it John Candy eats the seventy two ounce steak and he gets a free shirt? Yeah, that's like a real <laughs> thing. Gets like it for I, free. I done some traveling and like you'll see like the billboards for like ten miles. I'm like, I totally want to try to eat that. Oh, dude, I'll totally attempt that. But yeah, it's probably I would like five hundred dollars if you don't finish it. <laughs> Does it include <laughs> yeah, the bone exactly. that weight, or do you think that's all meat? Well, that was the joke in like the Great Outdoors when he finally finishes it, and the guy was like, mm, "I don't think he finished it." And Dan Aykroyd goes like, "Look at that, that's all gristle. He totally finished it." Anyway, <laughs> anyway, <laughs> anyway, don't ban me from any steakhouses. Uh, but but like that, there were things that I really liked and things that I really hated, and so I think I need to you know split the difference and go wait for rental uh it had dumb stuff i can't really go to bat for this movie as like a great thing it also had some infectious fun it could have used more huey lewis in the news but (laughs) totally i'll give it a pass for that so wait for rental if you think you'll like it you'll almost definitely like it if you think you'll hate it like the odds are it's not going to win you over yeah so i would say that this is this this film is a good version of project x it's mm-hmm. a lesser version of Chronicle, and it can't hold a candle to primer. Um, but that all being said, I had an incredible time watching it. I enjoyed it a lot. Um, I was trying to think whether or not, like, I, I don't think this film is going to 
like stick with me or have any staying power in my world of like, oh yeah, dude, Project Almanac, let's watch that. Like it's not going to be one of those things down the road, but uh, for a one-time watch, um, I, I, I really enjoyed it. I had a great time with it. I bought into it hardcore, even though I um, thought some of the science talk was kind of dumb. Um, but everything else I, I really liked about it. Um, I like clearly people aren't liking it as much as me. So it makes me wary to give it a must see, but I'll definitely give it a very strong recommend. I think that, um, if you can let go of some of those things, uh, you, you could get something very much to enjoy out of this. Uh, if not, it may bump it down for you a little bit, but yeah, super high recommend for me. So just just go, go with what your heart tells you. You should give it a must see. Give it a must see, Chris. I know yeah. you want to. Ah, uh, fine, must see. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. You happy? If the yes. world ends tomorrow, do you want to have given it a recommend yeah, exactly. with a caveat? Yeah, well, d- if the world ends tomorrow, hang gliding. If the world <laughs> ends tomorrow, this is my favorite movie of the year. <laughs> <laughs> um. So. <laughs> I wonder how many movies in January do you get to put on their poster, like, favorite movie of the year from a critic? Yeah. <laughs> I, would, I would imagine that that list is very small. Paddington is definitely winning everything right Paddington now. Paddington is up there. I, I would imagine that would show up on lists at the end of the year. It would be funny to be like, like the best movie I saw in February or something like that. <laughs> like try, try to put, like, the best movie I saw that came out the second week of any month this year. <laughs> Totally. That would be I, fun. I would give. I would give it to Paddington. Anyway, all right. If you, if you had like football announcers with the same level of enthusiasm about movies, they would be digging up stats like that. Like <laughs> Paddington is the the number two film ever to release on a Tuesday in January. It's more than. <laughs> it's it's, it's like ah, uh, thanks, John Madden. It's the highest rated <laughs> film involving a bear as the main character. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> Speaking of football, is something happening today? I hear, I hear it I, is. I think so. I think some, yeah. Yeah, I, I honestly like I could, I could tell you teams I know that have been referenced, but they might have, they might be the teams that lost and aren't in this game. So I'm not even gonna try to even throw out the name of a team. The only Seahawks, reason, Patriots. Okay. Yeah, the only reason why I know who's playing is because Gawker had like their article where it's like, what if real Patriots fought real Seahawks in the Super Bowl? <laughs> Dear God. Mine was from a click hole, click hole article about the rules of football. All I know is one mm. team is going to have a higher score than the other team. And and they they win a trophy. Yeah, and half the country is going to be upset about it. And then there's going to be those crazy people who try to like see who can go the longest without actually finding out the score of the big game, which mm-hmm. is still boggles my mind why people do that. I don't know, man. It's all pretty boring to me. But what do I know? <laughs> I'm just an old man. All right. Well, let's go ahead and close this out. I have one quick spoilery thing that I want to say that may or may not melt people's brains. Um, mm. Just related to time travel and how this film ends. But uh, yeah, for now, Carson, if people want to find you throughout the week, where can they do that? Uh, well, you can go to the uh, infrequently updated practicalcandy.wordpress.com. Steven? Uh, you can go to the kind of frequently updated sdavidmiller.com or find me on Letterboxd at letterboxd slash sdavidmiller. Wait, so, so what I'm, is Letterboxd? Is that like Yik Yak or Wattpad or something? Uh, you, you, you basically <laughs> can put like uh, put reviews of movies and everything. It just It's like a, 
a social thing where you rate films and write so reviews. So you and don't stuff like that. put reviews in a two three five aspect ratio. <laughs> getting it hard. Yeah, I, I get it. Okay. <laughs> anyway, you can I've go never, there. I seriously have never heard of Letterbox, and like all the shit that I was talking about are real things. Because like I was reading about Project Almanac and like the marketing they did for it, and they're like they're like yeah, like they spent however many ads to to use on Snapchat. And I was like, okay, I know what Snapchat is. And then it's like, they also teamed up with Wattpad and Yik Yak to do... I was like, whoa, okay, you've lost me now. <laughs> that middle one sounds like some racial slur. <laughs> <laughs> it does. And so I was like, okay, I'm like, I'm way out of line. I don't know. I don't know what these are. All right. Yeah, so those are real things, apparently. Okay, cool. Well, uh, are, you, are you done, Stephen? Uh, you can also find me on Wattpad and Yik Yak. <laughs> watch, watch him call it and f- uh, f- photo with five H's and all those, all those things. <laughs> all right. Well, people can find me over at ChristopherInRealLife.com or Twitter.com slash ChristopherIRL. You can find the podcast over at TheSpoilerWarning.com where you can get a bunch of the back episodes of the show. If you want to know when the new episodes go live, you can follow us at twitter.com slash spoilerwarning or like us at facebook.com slash thespoilerwarning. If you want to get a hold of us directly, you can send an email to fans at thespoilerwarning.com. You can use the contact form on our site, or you can call and leave us a voicemail at 760-575-4TSW. That's 760-575-4879. Music for this episode, I don't know, Huey Lewis in the News, something? Sure, go yeah. for it. <laughs> Uh, but uh, yeah, so music's playing already. Hopefully, you're enjoying that. Uh, it's gonna fade out, and then I'm gonna just say one minor spoilery thing at the end. Um, so, if you haven't seen the film yet, you can just trail off now, and uh, we'll see you next week. But uh, everybody else, if you're if already seen the film or you're interested in hearing this time travel related talk, uh, which is kind of more about time travel than about this film, then uh, stay for that. I'll try to make it short. Spoilers for time travel. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this is spoiler for quantum physics and interdimensional space. Theory of relativity or whatever. Oh, that was Hawking. another dumb part. Is when no, these equations are like theory of relativity and shit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right, okay, so we are in full spoilers for Project Almanac. Um, so basically, at the end of this film, uh, our hero decides that... His, <laughs> hero decides that, uh, well, the only way to fix everything is to go back in time to the beginning, which is right. actually the footage you saw of him entering the house, and uh, destroy the time machine so that none of this stuff can actually happen. Um, that's cool, fine. That, that's, a, you know, that's a common thing. I think that uh, in real life, there could have been like... You know, hundreds of time machines that have invented over the years, but everybody just runs amok and then goes back in time and destroys that time machine so we don't actually see the effects of it existing. Um, that's why we haven't met any time travelers. Oh, my God. Uh, but in, in, mm. all, in all seriousness, um, so he does this thing where uh, he has destroyed the machine, but he has left the record of the things that they did behind um, so that they can find it. You know, at the end, they find the two cameras, one from the one that was already there, and then one from the one that they had that they documented everything with. So basically, they have left an account for their group of everything that has happened. Um, So with time travel, 
the 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 big problem with time traveling, you know, all the paradoxes you create or the things that you undo, it's not technically the actual jumping through time. It's the carrying of the knowledge and the changing of what was going to happen based upon that knowledge. So technically, leaving behind the account of the events is time traveling again, but with no way to get back to before you made that decision. So he has the account of everything that happens, thus he can still change the timeline moving forward because he has that bit of information. So it's, it's like, I like the idea that he leaves it behind and he can still get the girl using the knowledge and stuff like that. You know, it's a you know nice little winky, winky, happy ending with it. But the problem is he's still leaving the timeline up to all these problems that can happen because of this change that he's now done. Make sense? Yep. Sure. That's that's all I really wanted to say. <laughs> it's just like they, they, they tried to wrap it up in a nice bow, but they left behind an issue that could cause problems going forward. So I just I so the the part that I found strange about that is if like if making out with a girl at Lollapalooza will make the world explode, don't you think like your dad meeting you from the future moments before he goes and dies or whatever might impact impact the future somehow too but but yeah. he, he he does go and die so I, so yes like, well like so all it is is a simple knowledge that his son like it, it's because he doesn't stop his dad from dying and his dad seems to have like a knowing like oh i have to leave no this is destiny well, his dad doesn't even necessarily know that he's about to die, but there is a weird tacit acknowledgement of like, okay, we both know something probably happens right now. We better both leave. And like maybe his dad already knew he was going to his death before his son came down and saw him. Um, mm-hmm. So like, I, I, there's an allowance there for them both to have knowledge of the event about to uh Trans- transpire and he knows that like we have to let this happen as it did because if we don't then bad things happen also why did he need to go back that far couldn't he just stop them from building it like why did he have to go back to the birthday party um i think the idea is that he is rushing so much because he's out of the helium or the hydrogen and he uh probably just hit the the first time he could think of in on such short nor, sh- short notice, um, and happened to end up there. Mm. I, I think that I think that was somewhat happy accident. Accident. Maybe I don't know. <laughs> yeah, but I, I think that definitely felt like a butterfly effect ripoff, where he goes back in time to his like birth, basically, and strangles himself in the womb or whatever he does. <laughs> oh, whoa, that was the alternate ending. That okay, was, I was gonna say I don't remember that from the movie. <laughs> That was that was the better ending. That was the like more bleak ending. I don't I don't is that really how that alternate No, I'm serious. Ending? Like that's the, that's the alternate ending on the DVD is like he strangles himself in the womb. That makes zero sense. Like I don't think a child at that stage of development has enough cognitive ability to um, Yeah. Well, it's a movie, so. Ashton Kutcher does. <laughs> Ashton, Ashton Kutcher. Kutcher does. <laughs> he totally does. Hey, if he can play Steve Jobs. Yeah, I mean, he could strangle himself in the womb. He could do anything. <laughs> anyway, that that was just my little my little time traveling rant. Um, yeah, like I've said before, I or I don't know if I said it on this podcast, but I like to talk about time travel a lot, and I, and I liked predestination. So, whatever. <laughs> yeah. 
right, at least so it wasn't found footage. True. Yeah. But it, there was a lot of explaining. Like half the, a whole hour of the movie is just someone explaining something to Ethan Hawke. I, th- I think the uh, the time travel device in this film should have been a no moving parts violin case. <laughs> 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 All right. We should probably head out. <laughs> All right. All right. See you guys in our next review.